and good afternoon, everybody. This is another edition of the Philly Philly Podcast presented by CEVSports.com. As always, I'm joined by my broadcast partner, Chris Lahiff. I'm Eric Perigini, and welcome to the show. Tonight, we have a special show lined up for you. We have a writer for FlyersNittyGritty.com, Samantha Wiesmer. She covers the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, who are the AHL affiliate to the Philadelphia Flyers. So without further ado, let's welcome Sam to the show, and let's get started. Sam, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Glad you can make it. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So go ahead, Chris. Now do your stick. (laughs) Do my (laughs) stick. All right. So so we got Sam from uh, the Nitty Gritty. And just like I asked Frankie when he was on, how did you get hooked up with the Flyers Nitty Gritty? Like, tell us a little about yourself. Um, Actually, Frankie's the one that brought me on. um, So I'm really grateful for him. Um, He saw the passion I had for the Phantoms and basically how it got started now you now you you write for nitty-gritty right yes but i cover the phantoms right you, you cover the phantom side now uh do you cover the games at the stadium or do you just you know i know they i don't i know they just started letting people back in the stadium and for, yeah I, um actually i think we're up to maybe like 600 people i'm not sure in the stadium um i know once pa lets their restrictions up next week there's gonna be more people but it was pretty packed last night when i was at the game so it was it felt homey again <laughs> yeah in you know what it, it's funny because you know I, I do a show on facebook the tendies on patterson um and lately you know i i'm a, I'm a flyers fan you know i'm a hockey guy you know i played it all my life i retired and you know when i was 18 because i got knocked out but um <laughs> but you know i like i love the sport you know i love the hitting and obviously the Flyers are in a bit of a, you know, struggle the last couple of games. Yeah, and we're definitely a struggle busting it. <laughs> yes. And struggle is, you know, the key word. But, you know, they had a big win yesterday. And, you know, I was actually able to find the Phantoms were on Channel 69, I guess, which is WFMZ. Yeah, WFMZ, which is phenomenal. I'm so glad I have it. So I was watching it, and obviously the big story out of Lehigh is the play of Tanner Lazinski, the play of, you know, Wade Allison. You know, everyone's clamoring for them to be called up to Flyers, which I'm okay with. But I don't, Tanner Lazinski, he's been has he been there all season? Um, I believe so. He just got his first pro goal like a week and a half ago. Um, and I was actually at that game to witness it. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And then obviously Wade Allison has been on a tear, you know, he he had another three point night, which is, you know, the kids just tearing it up. Yeah. And I'm all for calling these, you know, calling these kids up, but let's just make sure we don't slow the development process up of these players because, you know, people, now the new thing coming around is, you know, the Flyers called up Carter Hart too soon, which I'm in a hundred percent disagreement with. You know, you know, I don't know how much more this kid needs to prove, but if you go back and you look at the games with Carter Hart and you know, it's just bad defense. And you know, there's I, like I posted a couple pictures, you know, about you know when people sit there and obviously in, in the Flyers extreme group, it's send Carter Hart down. He stinks, and you're just like, if you know hockey, just go back. Like there's like three separate pictures. There's one of it's three. Rangers and the goalie, 
Then in the Islanders game, there's three Islanders and the goalie. And I'm like, your confidence is going to get shaken up as a goalie. It's you got to fight to get that back. But when your defense is terrible, it's you know, and there's no toughness there. I know toughness isn't in hockey's you know today with how it's played. You know, the, the scoring's up, but there has to be something there. And I'm hoping, you know, it's looking like with Marin and his knees finally being what they are. You know, you know, maybe the Flyers won't get bullied around. Um, you know, like I said, we talked earlier. He scored his first goal yesterday, and you know, it was a great moment. Like if you've been following this kid's career, the two ACL injuries, the core muscle injury, you know, it, and for him to come up and not only score the goal, but it was a game-winning goal with four minutes left in the third period. Good for that kid, and good for the like just how how the team reacted. Like, I don't know how loud the stadium was. Obviously there's different cause there's only like 3000 people there, but I'm, I'm sure Philadelphia gave him, you know, the standing ovation he deserved, but just th- think about that. Like, and you know, you said, you know, you followed him, obviously you're a fan. You're a fan fan and you, you know, you followed him. So what are your thoughts on Samarin? Um, They should have never put him as winger. That's, I mean, he can, he can play both defense and winger, but they should have never put him in his winger because I think it knocked down his confidence and then they brought him down to the Phantoms and, you know, putting him back up. I think he's just getting slingshotted everywhere and it's not really fair to him. So keeping him as defense for the Flyers and with his physicality, because we all know he's a fighter, um, I think will be good for the Flyers since we really have been struggling on defense. No, and you're you're 100% right. And that was another thing we had talked about is putting him on wing. And that's like telling – I'm going to go with a football – it's like a football, you know, related. It's like telling Lane Johnson to go over and play center or play left tackle. Like, no, like it's not how it goes. Like, you know, and my co-host Paul was like, well, they get paid millions of dollars. And he was just kidding. He was just kidding. But that's, that's like the Philadelphia way sometimes is, well, not even the Philadelphia way, just fans in general, you know, around the world is these guys get paid million dollars. They could get, they should be able to play any position. Yeah, go tell Carter Hart to go play winger, and you tell me how that turns out. Or tell Sam Marin to go play in goal, whose you know side to side you know reflexes are nothing like Carter Hart's. But no, I'm in 100% agreement. With you. Morin should—they're going to look at you like you have 10 heads. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Morin shouldn't have been a winger. He's a defenseman, and you know what? Maybe with him and Ghost, you know, if that's the defensive pairing you're going to go with, because their pairings have been. So tired. God awful. Uh, well, it's it's a different pairing every night, and you know it's just not there. So maybe with them too, that gives them a little stability, and maybe they can find, you know, prover of someone, and you know, maybe we'll get the stability. You know, maybe Morin will bring them much needed energy that this team needs. I. I oh, I agree. So what do you got? I Eric? agree a hundred percent. So yeah, well, I think that he's always gotten pretty much a bad rap you know, from when he got drafted because he, I mean, didn't he make the comment that, you know, he felt that he was a Chris Pronger-like defenseman and then he had like two ACL tears in the same knee and he got a bad rap from a lot of the fans right away, which I, like Chris and I talk about all the time and like I can't stand Philadelphia fans. I, I mean, I'm a Philadelphia fan myself, but I can't stand the, and I, I've coined the term idiot Delphia. So I, <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't think he really ever got a fair shake because I have in a fantasy hockey league, a cousin of mine, he can't stand him. Can't stand Morin. And I don't understand why I'm like, dude, you know, whatever. But to, to, 
like Chris said, to see him, you know, after everything he's been through, and you, you said it too, for him to finally get that goal, it did shed a tear. You know, like you're, and then you see how the, the team rallied around him. It, it was perfect. And and uh, Patrick Nolan with the other goal, you know, that's a guy who's been struggling a lot this year. So to see two guys that have had some injury issues and and pretty much an up and down career for for each of them to to basically lead the team. I I just felt it was amazing and that was that was a great game to watch. And the fact that they finally beat the Rangers and they kept the score down between like 10-7, it was great. Yeah. And, and you and, and you mean Nolan Patrick. <laughs> oh, what I say Patrick Nolan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I caught that too, but I wasn't like going to correct you. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can correct oh, me. Oh, absolutely. So I'm correcting him all the time. We we do nothing but disagree <laughs> on this podcast. Um, But no, I agree with you about like Philadelphia fans. Like obviously I'm Philly through and through born and raised. My dad had me at Eagles games when I was like three years old, had me at Flyers games, Phillies games. So sports has been ingrained in me, but some of these fans, it's just like, okay, Carter Hart's doing really bad. Well, we're going to turn our back on him. You can't turn your back on a 22 year old kid. That is what he is. He is a kid. He's having a bad year. He's going to bounce back. Oh, I I absolutely agree. I mean, we haven't. I mean, we all, we just went through it already with with the Carson Wentz saga and over on the the football side of everything. You know, they people will turn on you in in a heartbeat. And I've seen on Facebook people call Carter Hart uh, um, uh, Carter Wentz, and I was like, that's not right. You know, <laughs> like you know, you people are just making me so mad. And I'm a huge goalie person. Like I I love my goalies. So I will defend them to the end. <laughs> nice, nice. So how long have you, obviously, you go to a lot of Lehigh Valley Phantom games. So did you go? I'm actually a season ticket holder, okay. so yes. So, oh, nice. Did you go to any Philadelphia Phantoms games when they were down, when they were here? No, because I live near the Poconos. Okay, so, so you're up there. Okay. A bit of a drive. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I, I get it. I completely 100% agree. I didn't, we didn't realize you were – oh, I didn't realize you were that far away. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea either. I was like, wow, she's, she's up at the Poconos. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the very – like, I'm on the very, like, outskirts of it. I'm about 15 minutes from the Pocono Raceway. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So you, you grew up in Philly, though, right? I grew up in Allentown, so I was in between. Oh, okay. So, the, all right, that's – and now you're on the other side. All right, that makes sense. You know, because that's very yeah, good. Because most people up in that area, it's usually like Phillies or Pittsburgh. It's it's you know because. Sorry, I just had a little bit of disgust come up here, Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> we like to hear that. Um... Uh, well, only because my aunt and my cousins are huge Pittsburgh fans, and I just roll my eyes. <laughs> now, now oh. have they always been Pittsburgh fans, or are they like the Pittsburgh? Yes. Oh. Like any, like a Mary Lemieux fan or a Sidney Crosby fan. Crosby. Ugh. Mm. Listen, the mm. guy is great. We can we can't deny his greatness, but you know that's. Um. Well, when Mark Friedman got traded off of the waivers a couple, what, like a month ago, a couple weeks ago, um, my right. cousin, my cousin texted me and we're like, she's like, well, we got one of your boys. I was like, eh, you can take him. <laughs> yeah. Right. It... I was like, I was like, Hexel's just taking what is originally his. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. It's. I wasn't hurt when Mark Friedman went to Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, I uh, loved Mark Friedman. He was he was great when he was on the Phantoms, but you know, I mean, things happen. He got put on waivers for a reason. Yes, it, 
Exactly. So what do you think of uh, Wade Allison? Um, I'm actually writing my current article that will be published whenever I decide to finish it on Wade Allison. Um, I think he is absolutely phenomenal, and I think he has a very, very bright future ahead of him. Oh, I, I think he's, you know, just... I know, again, it's only three games, you know, and I saw him play last night. And you know, listen, you know, if it doesn't work out for what the Flyers have up here right now with the veterans they have, and if they have to move a couple pieces in the next, like, season or two, they're, they're going to be they're gonna be good to go with these, with these players down in Lehigh. You know, some of these players, like, they remind me of, you know, the Jeff Carters, the Mike Richards. You know, it's just watching them play. It's... It was fun. Like, I'm telling you, it was so cool last night just watching a team. And I know, understand it's the minors and everyone plays harder because they're trying to get to the next level. But the way they just played last night was just phenomenal. Like, that one that one kid, I forget who it was, he had that wraparound, he had that wraparound goal on the goalie. And I was like, that's, that's why can't we do that? <laughs> uh, I forget who it is. I was actually at the game last I think, night. I think, it, so I think I... it was the last, it might have been like one of the second to last goals. But, you know, but they all play. Oh, man, I don't even. Remember. But they all play like they play hard. Like for the first, second, third lines, they all play hard. They don't take plays and, off. Yeah, and, and I can tell you that there is a major difference from the team of the Phantoms last year to the team of the Phantoms this year. These guys genuinely, you know, love to play hockey. They play so well as a team, and it's just refreshing to see. Last year, we didn't play so well. <laughs> Um, you know, we had the physicality of Curtis Great Gabriel, um, but we also had a lot of veterans on the team. And I think that was kind of just everybody was just tired. Um, I don't think they gelled real, real well as a team. So but this year it's like night and day, um, you know, and we've had Alex line up there for a couple games. Um, so it's been super cool just to see him playing and, uh, you know, getting the, the rustiness off of him. Um it's just it's been a super cool week with for for the, for the Phantoms. It was, it was uh, Fitzgerald who scored that. That he ah uh, yes Ryan yeah, Fitzgerald. He he, uh, he stripped the defenseman of the puck and made a nifty little move. And then obviously the goal before was the one timer. Like they're just like they're just making passes in hockey that you rarely see anymore in the NHL. Well, yeah, at least you, at least you, you rarely see on the Flyers. And also the Phantoms this year have a lot of physicality to them. Zade Wisdom. This kid is just coming out of nowhere and just jamming people up against the window. It's great to see. I love it. Yeah, that, that's... Um, you have you have Garrett Wilson. Okay. Um, I love Garrett Wilson. I actually wrote an article on him. Um, he's a very physical player. And last night, um, I really felt like I was at a fight and a hockey game broke out because it was constant fight the entire <laughs> night. It was great. I loved it. Um, Garrett Wilson was involved in one of them. Uh, both benches got involved in the fight. It was, <laughs> it was a mess last night, but it was a great game. Right. So you, Go ahead, Eric. so you, you, you are, um, so you, obviously you are a fan of the fights. So, um, <laughs> do, do you think that that's, um, a, a part of the sport that should not have been taken out? Cause I know the, I know the, I know the, the minor leagues and the NHL have tried to, you know, stop the fighting. Do you, do you think that the, that part of the physicality the, to create a spark for your team, do you think that that's uh, getting unfairly pushed aside in today's age? I think it is because, honestly, you're never going to stop the fights. Right. You're not going to stop the fights because 
you know, you're going to have players on each team that are going to have a problem with somebody on the opposing team. You're never going to stop the fight. So they need to just stop trying. <laughs> right. And, you know, I'm going to circle back to Sam Morin, who said something to the Rangers bench. Uh, a couple, I think it was like his first game back, the game he got the, the fine for. And they didn't know what to do. Like he was like he was talking shit to the whole bench. Like he literally talked shit to the whole bench. And they were like, it's one dude. Like, and he just looked around at each other. They know what to say. I was like, and that's what the Flyers are missing. You know, obviously, you know, Travis Connecty was a big part of, you know, scoring and he was a big shit talker, but, you know, he just hasn't done anything here and he hasn't really talked because he hasn't been on the score sheet. So, but I'm, I'm like looking at the Phantoms records. How many games are there in Lehigh Valley? Like how many Phantoms games are there scheduled for? I think they're scheduled for 40 games total this year because of um, coronavirus. But um, I think maybe there's like 20 20 or 25 in Lehigh Valley. Okay, yeah, because Lehigh is – they're 10-3-2, and and they are just owning the Devils this year. They're 4-0-1. They're just – excuse my – I know my – sorry, I know my tickets last night said game eight. So I'm assuming that's game eight at home. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Right. That's normally yeah. That's that's normally how that works. I had flyer season tickets for a couple of years with my cousin, and uh, th- there's no better feeling than having season tickets for any hockey. Like I- I'm one of those people. I don't know about you, Sam, but I can watch any game at any time. I don't care if it's women's Frozen Four. Ironically enough, I can't watch men's Frozen Four. There's something about it that I just I don't like it. But I can pretty much watch any other game that there is. If I see hockey, it's like I'm glued to the TV. Yeah, my, my dad's actually pretty shocked because I only started getting back into it a few years ago. Um, my brother played the entire, you know, his 18 years, um, and he coached it in college. Um, so, like, I grew up around it, but, like, I lost interest, and then I got back into it. And, you know, I went to the Phantoms game and saw my first fight in however long, and I was instantly, like, drawn back into it. Um, <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because years ago I took my niece to a Flyer. I took both my nieces to a Flyers game. And, you know, one's from, one's from Kentucky and one's from California. So, you know, they don't know. I mean, they're Philadelphia Phillies fans by default because, obviously, I've taken, you know, they've grown up on when they come down here and visit. So I took to know a hockey game. They've never been to a hockey game. So – huge fight breaks out and my niece Kelsey looks at me and goes you, you can fight I'm like yeah she's like I like this like, <laughs> I'm like she was she was like 13 at the time and she was like oh I can get down with the fighting <laughs> I also you know I, I also took um to watching some of the players when I went back to my first game you know just so I could have that favorite player and <laughs> As we all do, we all have our favorites. Um, and I, I took a very much a liking to TJ Brennan, who sadly got traded last year um, right before COVID hit. Um, so just, you know, just watching him and just getting to – you get to know the guys when they're on the minor league level before they go up to the major league. And it's, it's just – I love watching them develop. That is my thing. I like watching them develop. And when they get up to the major league, I'm like <laughs> – I watched them. <laughs> they learned all their skills there. <laughs> I knew them before they knew them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so it, it's funny you were talking about the, the Frozen Four. Did anyone see that Minnesota Duluth and North Dakota game yesterday? Like this, 
I did not. I heard about it, but I didn't watch it. It, it ended in five overtimes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so it, it's funny, though, because, you know, the guys I do the attendees on Patterson with, like, like we're in a group chat and we're going back and forth. And he sends me a text and it's an Instagram post. And it's a female announcer. And she's like, and the game ends in the eighth overtime. I'm like, eighth, eighth, just say eighth period. It's not the eighth overtime. <laughs> so that, but, it, but it's so funny, though. It's like five overtimes. And how does that not make, like, a top news story? It's a college. Like, I, I understand the NCAA tournament, the basketball tournament, has taken, you know, everything away from other sports. But five overtimes, like, in a Frozen Four game, you know, the next goal wins. Like, what if it went six overtimes? What if it went seven overtimes? Would it have been? Would it have been newsworthy? It's it's kind of like where hockey gets lost you know, behind the other three major sports. Yeah, I agree. Um, wow, five overtimes. That's that's insane. Um, I remember a couple years ago when the Phantoms actually went to like the Calder Cup divisional playoff or something like that. Um, they they went into five overtimes. <laughs> True. Um, Alex Lyon was the goalie. He saved ninety four out of ninety five shots that night. Um, and I remember him him saying in an interview, I think it was on a podcast or something like that. Like, you know, he's sitting there with a the taxi squad in the bubble, and he's like, "Guys, you might as well just sit and get comfy because if we get into overtime, this can take a long time." <laughs> That is true. Yeah. That is very true. They beat the Char- so they beat the Charlotte Checkers two to one. Yep, two to one. Not like not yeah. like a three to two game, a two to one game. That's oh. two two to one, and I think they actually broke the record for the longest AHL game in history that night. Yes, and he, and Line recorded the second most saves ever in an NHL um, playoff game. So what? Yes, he did. <laughs> so um, you said you got to a uh, well, basically ask him a question last night. What what did you ask him? And what was his answer? Um, it wasn't last night. It was Wednesday night. Oh, uh, Wednesday. Um, I I asked him first of all. I'm super nervous because it's Alex Lyon. I just I get nervous. <laughs> um, but actually, the first player to, to go off top, the first player I ever interviewed was Tanner Lazinski. So that was about a week and a half ago. Okay. Um, super easy guy to talk to. But getting back to Alex, I asked him, you know, what was it like to come back to the PPL Center and play in front of a condensed number of fans compared to what you were playing in front of a year ago? And basically, long story short, he's just like, you know, fans or no fans, I feel at home at the PPL Center, and I enjoy coming back here. That's great. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I did read that article. I think I, I, think I, I saw it on Twitter. So I did. That was no, that's good. Yeah, he saved not. He saved <laughs> ninety four. I'm I'm still stuck on this. He's he he saved ninety four of ninety five shots. That's it's, it was the yeah. longest game in AHL. I, I I don't know if it's been topped, but it's the longest game in a, AHL history. And just watching him the other night, I mean, he only had one one period before um before the other night when he was brought brought back down to the Phantoms. Um, he only had one period of play in a year um so we you know he got brought back down and he did look very rusty that night but i mean just watching him the next night it was just like okay like where is this coming from (laughs) um but he played amazing all right where does where does scott gordon look familiar from i know he's the phantoms coach he just looks so familiar like looking at him 
Yeah, he has that face. Like, like he, he looks like like I should know him, and I don't know why. Yeah, I um, he was interim coach for the Flyers before they brought AV on, um, and then they brought him back down. Okay, maybe that's where it was. Yeah, you're right. That's how I remember him. Because he got fired. He he replaced Hackstall. You're right. That's how that's how his I, I remember his face. Dave Hackstall with that stupid face. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Scott Gordon and Kerry Huffman make amazing coaches for the Lehigh Valley. Um, and I believe I I heard Scott Gordon say one time that he actually enjoys being the minor league coach because he enjoys helping them develop. Yeah, there there's coaches. You know, it doesn't matter where it's at in in the division mm-hmm. of play. But there are some coaches who truly love just watching kids grow and and truly develop into their own as these minor leaguers, and then they go up into the NHL. And you know, these players like they don't they don't forget that they'll, they'll sit there and say, you know, you know, Gordon did this for me, he did that for me, he was hard on me. Like that that's like one of the, the knocks on Peter Laviolette is because he's hard on everybody. That's why he only lasts like four years, four or five years as a coach. Because he's just – it doesn't matter who you are, you know, he's hard on everybody. And sometimes that can take a toll on a player. You know, not that you need to be easygoing as a coach, but, you know, if you go back and you look at Lavillette's career, he won the cup with Carolina, and then he got fired a couple of seasons later. You know, he came here. He took us to the finals. He got fired a couple of seasons later, which I still disagree with that firing. And then he took the National Predators to the uh, to the cup, and then he got – yeah, then he got fired. I think he, I forget where he's at now, but you know, ha- having these coaches who are here just to watch the developmental players, you know, that's that's great for these guys. It really is, and I love I love that Gordon doesn't want to move. Well, not that not he doesn't want to move up, but the fact that he came out and said that he loves the minors more. You know, in Philadelphia, though, that'll get you killed. It'd be like, all right, he just doesn't want to deal with the the hustle of the NHL. No, that that's not how it goes. Like. Some people truly love playing playing and coaching the younger players. Yeah, and it's just like me saying I love going to the Phantoms games more. Um, I'm not going to lie, I do. But <laughs> um, it's just Philly's more expensive and further away. That's a good um, reason. But, I mean, I've gone to a couple Flyers. I mean, I've gone to a couple Flyers games this season since they started allowing fans back in. But every game I've gone to, we've lost. So um, I'm not going anymore. Please don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm just bad luck. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I just enjoy going to hockey games. I love being in that environment. It is one of the best environments in sports, that's for sure. It definitely is. That's... Um, I think I think my brother is going to take my nephew to a hockey game whenever they get back up here. They don't live in Pennsylvania, so. Um, and in their state, they don't have a team. <laughs> oh, that would that would devastate me if I if I live somewhere that didn't have a hockey team. Yeah, he lives in Arkansas. So. Oh man, oh. they have baseball. <laughs> I was going to say out there, baseball and football must be life. Yes, it is. It's very much life out there. So are tornadoes, but that's ah, <laughs> uh, that's good one. That's good. That's good. So, uh, what what do you? What are you liking the chances of the Phantoms this year? I'm enjoying them. Um, I think they keep their work up. They very much have a shot at the Calder Cup if we're having one this year. 
I don't know what the plans are that the AHL has for that this year because I know everybody's just split up. We've been playing the same teams. I think we've been playing between the Devils, the Bears, uh, the Pens, and um, yeah, I think that's it. So what's it like going to a Hershey Bears game? Never went. You've never been to a Hershey Phantoms game? Oh, Hershey yeah, yeah. Phantoms game? No, no, no. Like going no, out to I, Hershey, I meant no. with that rivalry. See? Oh, See? Um... I let that one slide this time. I let that one slide. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> it's very physical, and um, both teams chirp at each other the entire game. Um, Garrett Wilson actually got very physical with one of the, the Bears um whatever day we played them last week uh was it wednesday i think it was wednesday we played them um and it was a very physical game so it's it's nice to see like these newer players i didn't really know much about garrett wilson before he came on the phantoms and then i see this and i'm like i like this guy (laughs) (laughs) not only because of him being a very physical player but just because of him playing the way that he plays he's a very tough player he enjoys the sport he's been in the sport for forever he's not new he played for the pens so well that was one strike against him but it's fine <laughs> so i yeah, obviously i remember i remember the rivalry from you know i'm 43 years old so i remember the fights with frank bylaw the animal and you know i'm going back and they just yeah it just seems like they just didn't like each other um, yeah, they still <laughs> well, that's don't. A good thing. That's a good thing. You, you, you never want a robbery to die and fade out. Um, have you had the luxury of ever a- attending any outdoor games? No, and it, I, I really wanted to, but you know, COVID. <laughs> yeah, I um, I've been to every outdoor game except for the Lake Tahoe game. Wow. Yeah, yeah. My my dad, my dad was pretty enamored with uh with the 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 thought of an outdoor game he's like oh that's so cool how'd they get the ice there i was like dad they they, they brought it in <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it's a pretty cool experience um like eric said he's been to all the flyers once with the exception of lake tahoe um i've only been the one that was the rangers flyers at alumni game and you know it was so cool seeing those guys out there you know not really hitting anybody but you know, seeing like Bernie Perrant, Lindros, LeClaire all suit up against, you know, like Brian Leach and all them. Like, it was really cool. So, and, you know, I could have gone to the, I think it was the Phantoms and the Bears, but I just, I just it was just too cold that day. <laughs> I forget what the weather was like, but I was like, nah. If there was anybody else, like maybe if it was Flyers and Rangers or somebody else, because when you get, because if you're a season ticket holder, you have to buy all three tickets when the when the winter class. You, yep. you have to buy the home game. You have to buy the alumni game, and you have to buy the the minor league game. And I think the minor league game actually drew more people than the alumni game. Like I don't remember, but I, I remember seeing like I I forgot. I think I saw it on YouTube the, the amount of people that were there. And I'm like, look to my wife. I'm like, I don't think there were this many people here for the Flyers Rangers game. So it just goes to show you, like, how important that robbery is between the Bears and the Phantoms. Oh, yeah. Um, From experience, I can tell you that, like, when it's a normal season and we're not playing the same three teams, um, you know, we're playing the Lavelle Rockets or, you know, Rochester Americans, you know, other minor league teams, um, 
I can tell you the ones that bring in the most people are us playing Wilkes Bear and us playing Hershey Bears. Hmm. Yeah, I would imagine the Hershey Bears one is uh, very popular considering they used to be the the, the affiliate and now it's the Phantoms. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that's also a very physical contest. They always have something to prove to each other. I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now going back to the um uh the the outdoor game for the the Flyers and the Rangers. I actually only went to that game because I wanted to go to the alumni game. I had, I'm a big Eric Lindros mark. I'm a huge fan of his, and I had to see him back on the ice again. And you, you were talking about it, um, like how uh, when Moore scored, and they brought it, uh, you know, off air, brought a tear to your eye, you know. And I did the same thing when they announced Eric Lindros. I was like, like a little child crying in my seat, like it's, it's Eric, it's he's back, you know. And I just. Yeah, that was totally random and out of nowhere. I understand that, but I had to say it. No, that... <laughs> no, no, I, I get it. I, you know, when Marin scored that goal last night, I was just like, I've been watching him. Like, I'm so proud of him. Yeah, he's, uh, again, I'm very, I'm very happy for the kid. Like, he's put, like, everything that he's going through, everything he's going through, I would just love to, I'd really love to see him, can, if he plays like that, if he can keep that kind of, that production up every night, that kind of intensity on the ice, because he was by far like the best player on the ice, and oh, for yeah, sure. If, if he can do that, then you know he's going to be playing a lot more games for the Flyers in the NHL. I believe he said that Chuck Fletcher told him he's being kept as yes, demon. Yes, it it came out. I, I I think I posted on Twitter that he's officially Fletcher told him he's a D, and that's where he's keeping him at. And it's it's Good. not that it's a brilliant move; it's the right move. <laughs> Correct. It is. It is the. It is the right move. Um, you know, and I. Br- I brought this up to the the owner of Flyers Nitty Gritty, Jamie Bascal. Um, as like you know, they haven't been playing right since since after COVID. Um, so it, it, you know, it just shows that you know, the, these guys don't bounce back as easy, right? As as we think they do. But they you make know? a million dollars. They're supposed. I to. had. <laughs> They're supposed to, and they have the best medical care in the world. They have better yes. medical care than we do. But, you know, I had COVID, and it, it took me two months to get back to, quote-unquote, normal for oh, me. Oh, wow. So, like, I I understand where these guys are coming from. It's, it's wild. So, it, it, it's funny you bring that up after COVID. Um, and thank God you're okay from uh, from beating COVID. But yeah, my my mom's a frontline worker. She unknowingly brought it. Oh, that's, that's a shame. Terrible. But like I said, you're cool now, right? All right. Oh so, yeah, perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> oh, so so it's funny you bring up COVID. So another thing we brought up is, you know, with, with COVID, like I don't know what the restri- like how, you know, deep the restrictions are in Lehigh Valley, but I know what they are in Philadelphia and Jersey, and you know, another thing that is also hurting the Flyers is like the team chemistry of just hanging out, like going to a bar, going out to dinner, you know, like getting to know each other, you know, getting to know your, your can and what you can do off, off the ice and what you can do on the ice. So I think that's, I know, I know other teams are, are doing well, but I feel like that's, that's a big problem. Not, not a big problem, but I think that's a problem that these guys just aren't hanging out, you know, and, and building together. Cause if you go back and you look at like the Bryce Harper, when he came here, you know, Bryce Harper, JT Real Muto, Aaron Nola, um, Reese Hoskins. Like, they were all going to, you know, the Sixers game, the hockey games. You know, they're, they're tagging each other in their pictures. The wives are hanging out. 
and you just and, you, and as of right now with COVID, mm-hmm. you just don't see it. Unfortunately, you don't see you know these guys. You know, I mean, Christ, Sam Marin's getting interviewed across the ice, not like standing next to, well, not not Coatsy, whoever to play, whoever the color guy would be on the sides. But you just don't see that, and I feel like that's that's a big impact on teams. It is, it is, you know, and you bring up a very good point. Um, I remember right before COVID hit, there was a Kane Brown concert at the PPL Center. Um, and, you know, I had a lot of friends that went. Um, I unfortunately didn't go. I couldn't go. Um, but I had my friends texting me like, oh, my God, there's so many of the Phantoms players here. And I was like, and I'm at home. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, chemistry is definitely important for a team, you know. And people are, you know, going back to the Flyers, they they want to blame Carter Hart or they want to blame this person and that person. And it's like, you guys do realize that it's a team, right? It's not just the Carter Hart show. It's not just the Ian Provorov show. It's not just – it's the Philadelphia Flyers. It's a team effort. It's not just one person making yeah, and a I, mistake. Yeah, and I allude to that all the time. You know, I compare, I compare a goalie to a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball, because if the goalie is doing his job, he's got to hope the five guys in front of him do their job. Just like a starting pitcher, he does his job. He's got to hope that the seven people behind him do their job, or your state, it's your stats that are going to go up. Not that, you know, or the only thing that's going to go up on the shortstops is it's going to be it's going to be an error or the only thing that goes up on Travis Sanheim's is, you know, he was on the ice. So he just gets a, he gets a negative rating. The goals against doesn't go against the player. It doesn't go against, you know, the defenseman. It just goes against, it just, it goes against the goalie. And if you go and you look back, you know, this is brought up Carter Hart and Martin Brudeur have the same exact record and numbers to the T after how I think it was like 84 games played. So let, let's relax on trading Carter Hart and getting rid of Carter Hart and sending him down to the minors, Carter Hart. Let's keep him up. Let's just, let's just keep him up. You know, right, if you want to give him a few days off, that's fine. But you're not sending Carter Hart down to the minors and bringing up Alex Lyons. Like, that's, that's not how the NHL goes. Like, you're just going to kill this kid's confidence. And, you know, in today's day and age, it's just Philadelphia fans will just crush your confidence and it drives me bananas. Like, like Eric will tell you, like, I, I love our fan base. Like, I know he says he hates our fan base. He loves our fan base. He does. They're very passionate. They're just, it just doesn't equal to being smart. It, it's, it's just, you have to take away the heart and you have to look at other things. And unfortunately, a lot of our fans, they don't have peripheral vision. They just look, they just look straight at the numbers. They don't look side to side. And like I said, it just drives me nuts. I mean, you know, not not to delve into it too much, but I actually deleted somebody off Facebook because he was just ripping into Carter Hart every game, and I'm just like, dude, I can't, I can't, I can't oh, look no. at this so, anymore. Social media like... gives the wrong people out. It really does. Like it's you, it, you just go on and you like people are like Carter Hart. Like it's been three weeks and people are still talking about Carson Wentz. I'm like, oh my god. Like the like the Sixers are playing phenomenal ball. You know, the Philly spring training starts in your spring training. MLB starts in two weeks. This was two weeks ago. You know, the Flyers, you know, their defense is worse than the border control. And what did they talk about on Sports Talk Radio? Go ahead, Eric. No. Uh, what, did, what, did, uh, what was the famous line about Carson Wentz? 
Um, no, that no good son uh, of a bitch said North Dakota uh, was built differently than Philadelphia. This is what we're talking about yeah. on Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, they 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 attack him because he it's it's different. And he's the guy's more comfortable to that, and like it's what he's used to. It's like anybody, even even these young hockey players that are you know look where they come from in life, and then they have to come and play here in Philadelphia. Like at least for some of them, like Lehigh Valley, I would imagine probably reminds them of home a tiny bit. But you come to the big city, you know it's you you need. You, you better produce. Don't dare, don't dare do anything wrong to let the public eye come at you. And it's a, it's a shame. It's really a shame. I, I do. I, Chris is right. I do. I love our fans. I, I, I love them, but they just, just piss me off. They just, <laughs> I just can't. There's no other thing way for me to say it. They just get under my skin when they start that this guy's no good while they're sitting behind their computer drinking a soda and having cheese puffs while they're typing away. I, I can't like, I, I can't do I, like, it. I don't think like the average fan knows the games that Carter Hart has played in in his career before you know the Phantoms and the Flyers. Like he's played in a lot of big games in the juniors, and you know he, he yes, he's he used has. to this. He's just got to get he'll he'll get his game together. I'm not worried about Carter Hart. I mean, he he played for one of the biggest teams out west, which is the Everett Silvertips. So, um, him and um. Wyatt Wiley, I believe, played together. Um, and Wyatt Wiley um, is unfortunately out on injury right now. He got a puck to the face uh, a couple weeks ago. So he should, he, yeah. Uh, um, I know his mom, and his mom was very worried because she's in Washington. He's in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, he, yeah, he got a puck to the face, and he's okay, but it's going to take some time for him to get back. But, yeah, I mean, him and Carter Hart played together on the Everett Silvertips before Carter Hart came out here. Um, so, and that's another name you got to watch for is Wyatt Wiley because he can put up big numbers when he's not he was, injured. I just love that name, Wyatt Wiley. I just love that name. Like, he was 12 <laughs> years old playing on a U15 team. Like, like, like he, he's going to be good. He's going to yep. be fine, guys. Like, let, let's go to, let's not jump off the Ben Franklin or the map or the <laughs> mountains in Lehigh Valley. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but I, I know that, you know, he, he was very much loved in the Lehigh Valley when he was up here. That's good. Um, you know, we, we do we do love our players like, up here. His record <laughs> in the Canadian World Juniors is 8-0-2. Like, what? That's unheard of. That's a very good – yeah, that's an yeah. impressive record. Yeah, Carter it's pretty Hart's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get rid of them. That, that's exactly what we're hearing, and I, I can't stand it. But – well, I know Chris has to get running. I know because we've been on, on forty-five over forty-five no, minutes now, and I, I hate to cut it off because I'm having so much fun just listening uh, to Sam tell stories and, and and everything. But Sam, thank you very much for joining us tonight. No problem. I uh, anytime you guys want me, just let me know. Absolutely, definitely, we'll do that. It's good to get the perspective from the minor league. I mean, we got we got Frank for the NHL, and you know. We we actually both know Frank very well. Like I, you know, Chris knew him longer than me, but it was just freak coincidence that we all like inner circle all just knew each other. So it worked out really well. And the fact that he's now covering the Flyers for Nitty Gritty, it's absolutely amazing. And I wish him the best of luck as as you. Yeah, I'm I'm very thankful for Frankie. And, and it is very, refreshing. Very it is refreshing. Um, who, who's the guy that is the owner of Nitty Gritty? Jamie. 
Jamie Baskell. He is, like, Jamie Baskell. His tweets are so on point about just talking about this team. It's just, oh, it's 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 it is refreshing when you sit there and you, you look at a guy who actually knows his stuff, and you're just like, oh, thank God. He, yeah, he knows it. He knows yeah. it, and he appreciates the sport, which is amazing. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Frank told me that he used to work for the Flyers, so he kind of has like an in with, with with the organization, which is great. And I actually reached out to him the other day. Um, because like, we're trying to build our brand here at CEVsports.com. And I asked him about, well, how do we go about getting press credentials? You know, and, and he was very cool. He, he hit me back up on Twitter, gave me the email of who I need to, to speak with and like how they do it during, in September. So um, I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to go that route to try and get you know, one of us or maybe both of us involved. Now that fans and press are allowed back in the stadiums you know, to get us in, involved like, uh, next year. Yeah, I have to admit, I, I, we have to have Jamie on too. Like I've I've spoken with him over Twitter a few times, and we really have to get him on. Like, I mean, as much fun as talking to you and Frank, I, I can only imagine what what this what Jamie can bring to the show. Yeah, definitely. He yeah, he's that, very and knowledgeable. Yeah, he, and that's the one thing you rarely see is a knowledgeable, passionate sports fan. Now, I will have to say this: I don't know before we before we sign off. Did you see? Um, a post on Facebook, Sam. I don't know if you, if it was in the Flyers' stream group before you left. Did you see anybody post uh, that they were selling their Travis Sanheim number six jersey that was autographed? So it, it's it's so. funny, and I, I was this whoever it was. You know, if I find out their name, I'll give them a shout out. But he posted this jersey. He's like, I'm selling my Travis Sanheim number six jersey. It's autographed. I got the COA. You know, before. He changed before his number changes, and I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, so everyone's like, well, what's his new number? And he responded with minus six after that Rangers game. <laughs> I went, son <laughs> of a bitch. I'm like, that was pretty goddamn intelligent. That that's funny. That's like, good. I was like, well played, dude. Like that's you awesome. win the internet for the day. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, you're trying to make fun and make people laugh after a terrible game. You know, it was like you made you forget about it. Yeah. You know the inter- the internet is a cursing a, a curse and a bless a, a blessing and uh, you know some days I wake up I open TikTok and I'm just done within the first five <laughs> minutes of scrolling through and then other days I'm just like where's the internet because I'm having a really TikTok. bad day. I'll be on TikTok. <laughs> I, I love TikTok. I I go through it all the time. Like my girlfriend and I'll sit there like what are you watching on TikTok? She's like oh I'm watching this video. I'm like this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think I got, got the entire world to Now you you know who is a solid follow on Instagram is Gritty. He's awesome. His, his Gritty, Gritty is, is amazing. Yo, know, when he first came out, we were all like, "What the hell is this thing?" I was definitely one six of those months guys. later. We're like, "All right, can this dude play goalie? And can he uh, officiate my wedding?" Like, <laughs> dude, Gritty is Philadelphia's spirit animal. That's all he is. Like, he is amazing. I actually remember seeing something when, you know, the Flyers were doing really well last year before COVID hit. Um, remember seeing someone, Claude Giroux, said that if they don't win a game, they're scared of Gritty. They're scared of what Gritty would do. That is good. That is very good. And if I can, if I can yeah, find it, I'll send it to you guys on yes, Twitter. Yes, please do if you find that. All right, so I'll uh, reach well, out to any Instagram. I have you on Twitter. And I have you on Facebook. And then once this, uh, once this podcast goes up, I'll tag you, and you can share whoever you want it with. 
Okay, right. thank well, you. Everyone, this has been a very fun uh, hockey edition of the Philly Philly podcast with Samantha Wiesmer from the FlyersNittyGritty.com. She covers the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And uh, Sam, once again, you know, thank you for coming on. And if anybody wants to follow you, uh, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Samantha Wiesmer. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you again, Sam. Chris, it's always fun talking with you. Got a, especially when we have a third third person on the show with us. It's, it's great to get a new perspective on things. Hey, that's it for the show tonight. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Philly Philly Podcast presented by CEVsports.com. Have a good night and be have well, everyone. Night,